From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Ward White. It's Friday, y'all. <laughs> welcome to the weekend. Uh, welcome to game time. This is uh, your first word in sports here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Let's go around the horn and check in. Ward, how are you? Outstanding. Ryan? Wonderful. Happy Friday. Yeah. Ward, three weeks from tonight, we begin in earnest. Yes, you do. That's right. You begin Three weeks from three, tomorrow. Three weeks from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. On Saturday. So I, I I was just looking. It's supposed to be about 78 degrees on that Saturday afternoon in McKinney. <laughs> I would doubt that. Overcast skies. <laughs> How nice would that be? I'll take it. Uh, southerly breezes coming off the ocean. <laughs> that would be nice. Somehow I doubt that. It's going to be a little toasty, isn't it? I would think so. Wow, one you got a one o'clock one o'clock kick, or is it like a kickoff classic? Is it? it I, I I think so. I'm not real sure. I'm just trying to figure out how you got a Saturday afternoon game with the Temple Wildcats in the Metro Mess at that new stadium. What new stadium? Mesquite's new stadium. Oh, I didn't know they've got a new stadium. An unbelievable new stadium. Really? Mm-hmm. So are they playing Mesquite, or I thought it was McKinney? Mesquite, I think. I Maybe it's it was- McKinney. Maybe it's McKinney. Yeah, McKin- McKinney's new stadium. Huh. Well, either way, McKinney's yeah. got a new, new new yard. Huh. How about that? Can it match? I think I read that. I'm not sure. I wonder if it can match the... Uh- Allen? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty special little place, isn't it? Yeah, that's... Where the Allen Eagles play? Unbelievable place. What they say, sixty million? Is that right? <laughs> I I think that's right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is. is. I mean, and I know that you know a lot of people uh weren't, weren't real happy. They, uh, okay, so Ryan just pulled up a picture of it. This is the new McKinney Stadium. Yes. Wow. Huge. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's a lot of colleges like to have that's that stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah, you think? Wow, that is special. But it's not a football stadium. It's a multi-purpose facility. That's what it is. So you can do a lot of things in there. All right. So you're a Saturday. But anyways, I'm a Friday night. I'll be in Fort Worth three weeks from tonight with Waco High. How about that? Yes. They'll be at, uh, what is it Clark Stadium I think they're going to play? Clark Field. Yeah. And that's is that the one right off of twenty mm-hmm. between Fort Worth and, yeah, and over Arlington by, over by Tarrant County College? Yeah, yeah, one of many campuses that Tarrant County College has. But so, yeah, I mean that's that's how close we are. Now, will you will you go to an inter squad tomorrow? Have you decided if you're going to bounce around and, and see some high school football tomorrow? Uh, probably not. Unless no, probably not. You got to go mow a yard, don't you? I got to go work at the house, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. Are you? 
I think I think tomorrow morning I'm going to go see some some football someplace. I just may. So get out and move around, see a little inner squad, and then the next two weeks they scrimmage, and then we begin with regular season non district football. I mean, it is that close. Mm-hmm. Baylor opens their practices today, getting ready for Albany. Albany. <laughs> just ah. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Marmadukes. Yeah, what? <laughs> ah, that they'll host them by the way. They're not going to travel to Albany. No. <laughs> so they'll have Albany at uh, at McLean Stadium on September the 3rd. I mean, so it's here. You okay, so what your game last night? Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's get into this NFL thing last night. The game that was played between players that won't be playing in the NFL this year. Oh, there's a few out there that will be. Quite a few. Raiders last night. and Jaguars. Mm-hmm. What'd you make of it? Anything? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Raiders look good. I, I got to be honest. I did not see a snap. And here's and I got here's my deal. I went there at seven o'clock. I said, let's watch the first couple series. And what did I find? I find the talking head still talking. Mm -hmm. We're in a weather delay. And then they're talking about eight o'clock for the kickoff. What in the world? I mean, lightning delay. So, and that's the one thing that will keep you off the field. Uh, Now, if it's just raining, they're going to play. Right, it rained throughout the game. Yeah. Well, you know, in the, the, uh, when I when I flipped over, they were the the two teams right on the field stretching, and the and I'm like, well, you know what? That field doesn't look like it's taking a drop of rain. I mean, it was it was in, in great shape. So yeah, it rained some when we were up there, and it didn't affect that field at all. Oh, did it really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, it, it looked like it was in you know was was. The, they were going to be just fine, but uh, the the lightning will keep you certainly will keep you off the football field. But uh, that it was delayed. What uh, forty minutes? Yeah. Did they actually kick at eight straight up and down eight o'clock? Mm, pretty close. Yeah. yeah. So it, it gave them time to get to get ready. So Raiders win twenty seven to eleven over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Starting quarterbacks obviously did not play. Most starters did not play. There was quite a few starters for both teams for a little while. Really? Early? Yeah, the offensive line for the Raiders had quite a few on it. Uh, the defensive line for uh, the Jaguars had some on it. Some skill of the defensive guys? backs. Some of their defensive backs were out there. Not very many skill positions were starting last night. Hmm. So, I guess you taped it. Yes, I did. This weekend, you'll break it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, do you just go back and watch, or do you really get a notepad out and a pen and I, both? Yeah, and I just, won't. I won't rewind every play or anything like that. But catch <laughs> it from every angle. And if you'll remember from yesterday when we were talking with Mike Gray from the Humane Society, we gave us a player to keep an eye on last night. Uh huh. And it was number twenty-four of the Jaguars, Snoop Connor. Four carries for ten yards. Wow. What a stat line. Two 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 point five a carry. Unbelievable. Two point five. Four carries, ten yards. Jared Stedham looked good. 
against guys that are not going to be playing. There were some out there that were playing. In fact, the Jaguars' first-round pick out of Georgia got a sack last, got his first NFL sack last night. But that doesn't count. Well, it's not in the stat line, but it does count for his first NFL sack. Yeah, ask him. Yeah. Go ask him today. He probably was jazzed. There's no question. Mm-hmm. He's probably all hyped up and ready to go. All right, uh, 708, eight minutes after 7 o'clock. I, I, and I know, I think we all are tired of talking about this, but it just keeps evolving. Well, yesterday, uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced that a, a judge out of New Jer- a retired judge out of New Jersey will be the one to hear the appeal of the De- Deshaun Watson situation. So there you go. It, it it has become to a point to where you're like, for the love of Pete, get this thing done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then there was a, I believe, a uh, an attorney in the Houston area that was speaking on behalf of the uh, the women that uh, filed the complaints against Deshaun Watson, and they they are incredibly unhappy with the uh, where the situation is, and felt like that you know that they were just kind of discarded in this, in this thing. Uh, as the uh, as the process went on, so we'll see. Uh, look, the league, you, you, you know what the league wants. They want him fined. They want him suspended for a season. They actually want him to have to go to uh, some training, if you will. Uh, so they're 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 seeking several things here, and of course, the player association is just fine with the six games. Let's move on. So. We'll see how this thing goes. Now, I don't know that there was a date. At least I didn't see a date or a time set. Did you guys for no, uh, I haven't for when the uh, when when the appeal will be heard? Uh, probably got to give the judge some time to get up to speed on on the case. He's probably like the rest of us. Well, he's what he knows is what he's read. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, uh, it was announced yesterday that Roger Goodell has has. Selected a uh, a judge out of New Jersey, a retired judge out of New Jersey to to hear the case. All right, seven uh, ten, ten minutes after seven o'clock. Uh, coming up on the program today, we'll uh, we'll get to some Ranger notes. Boy, that's awesome to see it, the way they're playing. Uh, we'll talk about the odds coming out of Vegas for the college football playoffs. They and I get I. I <laughs> I get tickled by this because it's the same dudes year in and year out, but we'll, we'll get into it here in just a minute. Uh, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine will talk some high school football with us. We'll uh, we'll also get into uh, Baylor football a little bit. Uh, they open camp today, as we mentioned. Uh, Tim Watkins from BearsIllustrated.com is going to join us. And uh, let's see. You know, the other day, John Morris did an interview with uh, a uh, a young a uh, Deb Carson, who is a, a talk show and, and broadcaster out of uh, out of Los Angeles for Fox Sports Radio, and a Baylor grad, and he uh, he talked to her about Vince Scully and and very interesting interview. And and I thought you know what let's let's hear a little bit of that uh, John Morris every weekday three to four. So we're going to. Uh, we're going to bring you some of that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. But right now, right now, we're going to check the weather forecast. I'm going to say 101 is the predicted high. 
with a heat index of 104. It's just a thought. I mean, I you know, I did a lot of research and atmospheric studies this morning before we went on the air, and <laughs> I, 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 I came to the conclusion that it may be hot today. Let's get the weather forecast. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. Mostly sunny and hot. Highs near 100 today. South winds 10 miles per hour, gusting up to 20. Partly cloudy tonight. Lows down around 79. Southeast winds 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting up to 25. A 20% chance of showers comes into your forecast tomorrow with mostly sunny skies. And a chance of rain throughout tomorrow night. Lows down around 77. Highs tomorrow, once again, near 100. What's the rain chances for tomorrow night? 20. 20. So it's an 80% chance of rain that it will not, an 80% chance that it will not rain. Mm -hmm. Dang. ah, We could use it. Let me tell you. Boy, howdy. You're talking about yard work? Now, this will tell you how brilliant I, I am. Uh, around 4.30 yesterday afternoon, I went, huh, the yard needs mowing. Let's mow the yard. So I did yard work at 4.30 yesterday. How'd that feel? Uh, it was a little toasty. But I thought, you know, why don't you wait till like 7 o'clock where it's 99 degrees and not 103? I mean, you know, that I don't know. Got it done. So another week's worth of yard work is in the books. But man, oh man, I, I thought of four. I said, "Why didn't I wait till Saturday morning?" But mm-hmm. it's 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 in the books. It's going to be warm no matter what you do. It it is, and if you wait too late, you don't get finished. And I told you, I, I can't not not finish. I have to. Mm-hmm. I've mowed in the rain before. Uh, it doesn't matter. I've turned the lights on when when we were at the other place, and I had a riding lawnmower. I, I'm on the. I cannot say, okay, I'm going to mow the front yard on Tuesday and the backyard on Wednesday. I can't do that. I don't know. I'm a weird dude. I got, I mean, if I start something, I got to finish it. Right. There's no, hey, we'll weed eat an edge tomorrow. No, I want it done. And so you have to start early enough to where you don't run out of daylight. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's going to be hot. Of course, it's going to be hot at, Three in the morning if you mow then. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no cool times right now. <laughs> anyway. All right, 714. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. We welcome in Director of Intercollegiate Athletics at Baylor University, Mac Roach. All of the Power Five conferences right now are having conversations. The ACC, obviously, you know, with their TV deal all the way up through 2036, is looking at how they can generate more revenue. Pac-12 down to 10, what do they do? And quite frankly, I really believe the Big 12 is extremely well positioned. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. 
This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Our season is in full swing, and we are looking for new rock stars in all departments. If you're tired of your everyday run-of-the-mill gig and long for something greater with good, solid income, then hightail yourselves down here ASAP. Bring your spunk and enthusiasm. Do yourselves a favor and join our rowdy bunch today. Come see us at 4201 South Jack Colchin Freeway, right off I-35 and New Road at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Hey, sports fans, Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas, hand-tossed wings, and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are best friends. Visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service and Good Feet. From the Allen Samuels Studios on this Friday morning, Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. As uh, we continue talking, Vince Kelly, and, and I, I, Ward, I'm amazed, and well, I shouldn't be, but I mean, it, it uh, the young players, I, I heard a report today that young players in Major League Baseball, when when Vin, when they would go play the Dodgers and Vince Skelly would call the game on the Dodger radio network, you know, that that they would get excited about it because their parents, who, you know, a lot of their parents that grew up listening to Vince Skelly, they would get an opportunity to hear their, their child's game being broadcast by Vince Skelly, and they would tape it and things like that. But, uh, I mean, that just kind of goes to show you the – the significance and the importance that Vin Skelly played not only in Dodger baseball but in Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's got to be a special feeling, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, and like I told you, uh, walking around and, and walking into the Vin Skelly, well, you get to the door and it says right there on the door, uh, Vin Skelly press box, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, this 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 is not you know, just a normal situation. I mean, you're walking into the Vin Scully press box. So yeah, it's, I, I would imagine it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, again, uh, I'm not, it was a couple of days ago that, uh, John Morris had a chance to uh, visit with, uh, Deb Carson. And, uh, we went to the, uh, the podcast, listened to it and went, Whoa, you know, I think our, our, our audience may want to listen to this and, and check this out. So, uh, here's, uh, here's John Morris with Deb Carson. 
Again, made all the more better by the call from the uh, now late, great Vin Scully. Let's talk about that. Welcome in our good friend, Deb Carson, Baylor grad, Fox Sports Radio in Los Angeles. Deb, welcome, and thanks for being on with us. Hi, John. My pleasure. It is a um, it is a day full of tributes here in Los Angeles, as you can imagine. Uh, Vin Scully, an icon, not just here in Los Angeles, obviously throughout the world of, of sports, but he's been the the soundtrack. <clears throat> excuse me, soundtrack of Major League Baseball for you know all of my lifetime, obviously, and provided some of the most iconic uh, plays, as you just mentioned. You know the the Kirk Gibson home run. Bill Buckner's error yeah. in the 1986 World Series. One of my least favorite plays of all time was, of <laughs> course, the catch, you know, with the Cowboys and the 49ers. Right. Um, but I would say, um, honestly, one of my favorite, and I, I did not hear it live um, because I, I wasn't listening at the time, but, uh, you know, as a little kid when, of course, Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's yeah. home run record, um, Vin just had such a gift for storytelling, but also for pointing out the importance of a moment and how poignant it was that uh, I think he said, you know, a black man in the deep South is getting a standing ovation for breaking one of the most iconic records in sports. Um, He was, he was brilliant. And Vin was a lovely person. And, um, and, you know, you've had a a very long career as well. It's never, never been my recollection to have somebody who's had such a long career in Mr. Scully and such a long life of nearly a century. I've never heard one person say anything bad about him. Mm. He, he was a lovely man. Yeah. We said that earlier. Uh, we, you know, we're, we're a distance away. You're much closer, but have never heard one bad thing said about him. You would, you would say that same story, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I had, you know, a few encounters with him. One was, um, at an event, he was being honored by the College Baseball Hall of Fame. He played baseball at Fordham, mm-hmm. which is a little known fact. Um, but also, I was part of an organization. I'm on the board of a, a group called the Southern California Sports Broadcasters. And then, of course, you know, was the perennial winner of, <laughs> of the, the call of the year or I the you know, best broadcaster. <laughs> and, and, of course, we have named the, um, the Lifetime Achievement Award as the Vin Scully Lifetime Achievement Award. And, and he was always lovely there in a room full of people, made time for everybody. And I feel sure that everybody felt the same as I did when he was talking to you. He made you feel like you were, you know, the only and the most important person in the room. Wow. He was just a, a lovely, authentic man. He was genuinely, genuinely a very nice man, wasn't he? Absolutely. I've, uh, In fact, I, I was listening earlier today, and there was a woman who, um, I think she's 103 now, but mm. I, I guess she was 100 when, um, she must be older than that now, but she said, um, they her her kids brought her up to the booth and the Dodgers of course arranged it. She went up to the booth to meet him on her 100th birthday, mm. and she got a handwritten note in the mail like a week later, oh. you know, congratulating her again on her 100th birthday and how nice it was to to meet her basically from Mr. Scully. So. Wow. That's a great story. Very sweet man. That's a yeah. great story. What's uh, what's it like in L.A. today? And uh, it, do you feel that this is you know not just a loss for Los Angeles and the Dodgers, but nationwide? I mean, I, I think everyone. We're in Waco, and we feel it. You know, really deeply here. Of course, no. I, I think you're right. I think uh, 
throughout the sports world, uh, it, it's a huge loss because obviously at 94 years old, it wasn't completely unexpected. But still, when somebody is such a giant of a, a man as a person and also just a, a giant in the industry in which he has worked for, you know, again, nearly seven centuries, uh, seven, excuse me, seven decades, not seven centuries, yeah. um, you know, he um, – a couple of things stand out to me, and I mean, he's he's one of the only play-by-play announcers that I recall, especially in recent years, to do games by himself right. in the booth. He, did, he didn't have a color analyst. He did everything by himself, and he, um, for me, of course, he was a master of the X's and the O's, but what made Vin special to me as a broadcaster was his ability to be relatable while sharing knowledge, you know, encyclopedic knowledge, essentially, about not just the game, but compelling stories while he was weaving, you know, the balls and strikes throughout the story. I mean, one that stands out for me personally was I remember I was on the air. I can't tell you exactly what year it was, but it was June 6th, obviously, because it was Mm D-Day. But there was I can't remember if when I left the studio um, from my on-air shift, there was either an NBA finals game on or uh, a Stanley Cup final game on, but there was some, you know, a game of importance in one of those two sports. And my intention, of course, was as soon as I got home to turn the um, the game on to watch the game. Well, I got in my car and my car was almost always on 570. AM 570 is the local affiliate for Fox Sports Radio in right. Los Angeles. Right. Uh, and that's also the Dodgers sta- uh, station. And so it was still on from when I, I came into work and Vin was on and calling it a Dodgers game. And as I'm you know, pulling out of the parking garage, Vin starts talking about, well, you know, for all of you youngsters out there or for all of you who may not be history buffs, today is D-Day. And he starts going into this story, you know, re, um, recreating basically for us, the audience, very vividly the story of D-Day and, and you know, in between, of course, the story he's saying, okay, and, you know, and that's, you know, strike three, Kershaw with a 6K of the game, and back to back to D-Day, and he'd continue, you know, talking about D-Day. Well, my commute home was only five minutes. Hmm. I sat in my car for the rest of that half inning to listen, thinking he was going to wrap it up. Well, he doesn't wrap up the whole story, and he said, okay, we're going to go to commercial break, and we'll be back in just a moment, and I'll finish the story. So I rush inside. <laughs> Turn on my radio so that I can hear the rest of the story, which, of course, was very it was it was tear evoking. I mean, the way he told it. And, of course, when you think about the lives lost and um, and the significance of that day in World War Two. So by the time he finishes the story, I'd completely forgotten about the NHL or the NBA (laughs) game. So I'm doing whatever I need to do around the house. My husband, Chris, comes home and he says, I can't believe you're not watching the game. And I completely had gotten so consumed with what Vin was telling, the story he was telling, that I I lost track of what I had intended to do. (laughs) That's the kind of storyteller he was. And that's not the only time, you know, I'm sure there are dozens of people or hundreds of people who probably have had the same reaction to, uh, to other stories he's called and this is you know a guy calling a baseball game basically he's educating and make you making you feel something about history and and of course he told so many great stories about players who had come up and their history whether they had escaped cuba or um they had lost you know they overcame childhood cancer or you know he he was such a great storyteller and and honestly i think in sports radio and sports media the term goat is just so overused 
uh, and I'm sure I've been guilty of it too, but I truly believe, John, that Vin Scully was the GOAT when it came to broadcasting. And I don't know who would argue with that, you know, in, in a field where there is uh, there are so many great broadcasters around the country. And that's just here in America. There are great ones around the world. But I don't think you'd get an argument from anybody, would you, that he is the best yeah. of all time, not just baseball announcer, but maybe the best broadcaster of all time. I uh, honestly I believe so. Um, and, and again, I realize that I'm, you know, during the time we're we're living, I mean, that's. I have obviously there are a lot of great broadcasters, including yourself, by the way. There are, there are a lot. <laughs> Not of in that category. <laughs> well, but but there will be people who um, who who do say a lot of the same things about you that they've they've said about Vin as well. I mean, one of the things to me that's poignant that puts him in the goat category. Um, I've heard so many people today talking about hearing Vin made them feel like home. You know, whether they had been off on a trip and they got back home and they turn on the radio and they were, you know, literally home in Los Angeles or they were somebody who was going through something horrible in their life and they were going through depression. They turn on the radio and they felt like home. He was such the touchstone for so many people here in L.A. and also uh, across the, the country and across the world. You know, obviously, he's he's most synonymous with the Dodgers, but, you know, People forget he did do play-by-play for the 49ers and for the NFL for right. a lot of years. Right, right. And golf, um, PGA. And, yep. And golf, exactly. And I believe, and I, I can't remember what the number was. Uh, I think it's 28. I think he's called more World Series than any other broadcaster. I, I saw that. I did hear that uh, this morning. 25, I think, was the number. 20 no-hitters during his career. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. But think about think about the, the history of baseball, too, that he covered. He started with the Dodgers in Brooklyn in 1950 and didn't retire until just a few years ago. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Don Larson and Jackie Robinson and Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale and, and obviously in this day and age, Clayton Kershaw and – uh, and so many greats. It's just, um, uh, and, and I think I did hear there are only a handful of guys, which this kind of blows my mind, and it talks about how many people switch teams nowadays, but yeah. um, there are only a handful of current Dodgers who were were playing on the Dodgers when Vin called his last game, which kind of wow, really? blows my mind, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Well, it's perfect to have you on, uh, and I appreciate your time this afternoon. How was lunch with uh, Professor Brian Elliott today? He is oh, he's great. That's fun. Best. In fact, he's still sitting in there. I saw the clock. I said, you know what? I need to go hop in my car to oh, talk nice. to John yeah, yeah. for just a few minutes. I'll go back in and finish myself. <laughs> well, giving my apologies <laughs> yeah. for interrupting lunch, no, but that's fun. It's a, it's a great Baylor day for you. And uh, you, you and Chris, y'all need to come see us. So pick out a game and come our way at some point. Well, we are planning uh, planning on it. And Chase, uh, my daughter, is now a, an avid Bears fan. Nice. She had the best time when we were in New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. And nice. she is. Uh, I, I'm hoping she's a bear for life. But she that, had the best time. So we'll see you this this fall sometime. That's great. That's great. I'm glad uh, you got her started down the right path. That is John Morris uh, earlier t- uh, a couple of days ago with Deb Carson. Good stuff. Deb uh, from. Uh, Los Angeles works for for uh, Fox, Fox Sports Radio in Los Angeles, and uh, re uh, uh, and, and just 
her memory on uh, on Vince Kelly and what Vince Kelly meant to uh, Southern California. Good stuff. All right, uh, seven thirty one. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get to our cowboy update this morning, and our co- cowboy updates brought to you by our good friends over at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Everyone with the Cowboys training camp report, I'm Christy Scales. Dak Prescott and coordinator Kellen Moore are raving about a rookie from San Antonio. Their thoughts on Dennis Houston after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. The broken foot suffered by Cowboy veteran receiver James Washington in camp has opened a door for an undrafted rookie from San Antonio, and Dennis Houston is taking advantage. He's earned kudos from Dak Prescott, as well as coordinator Kellen Moore, who's impressed by Houston's work ethic. He's really, really detailed and really, really specific, and I think it's awesome when he takes those things you teach in the meetings and he applies them immediately. I think that's a huge comfort level for quarterbacks, and so it's a natural for him to get more opportunities. In other camp news, linebacker Anthony Barr officially signed his one-year deal yesterday, and the running back position is shorthanded as backups Rico Dattle and Aaron Shampkin are not practicing as they isolate in their hotel rooms because of COVID. With the boys in Oxnard, I'm Christy Scales. Central Texas College offers day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple campuses. So when people ask, what are you up to this weekend? You can be like, "Ah, not much, just earning my college degree. Got any lunch plans? You're like, oh yeah, I got big plans. Find time for those big plans at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. In just a few days, area schools start again. At Morrison's Gifts, we have the perfect solution for the students on your list. Choose a personalized John Hart backpack or a lunchbox, now 20% off. How about a luggage piece or a Consuela or Lola brand bag or purse? Need a clear bag for football and fall sports? Morrison's has the style and size to fit your need. Great dorm room gifts as well. Remember, we can ship to your student anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive next to Jason's Deli. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers edge the White Sox 3-2 to start that four-game series in Arlington. Game two tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Justin Verlander earned his 15th win in the Astros 6-0 victory over Cleveland. The District 9 All-Stars have completed pool play undefeated at the Little League Senior Softball World Series. They shut out Massachusetts 12-0 and play in the tournament quarterfinals tonight at 7. 
the Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament got underway in Waco yesterday with Mississippi, Oklahoma, Texas East, and Texas West winning first-round games. The tournament continues through the weekend at Norcross Stadium. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time, weekday 7 to 9, is your first word in local sports. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. If you're out and about this morning, drive safely. All right, Ward, uh, Rangers win last night 3-2 to two over the Chicago White Sox. Texas now 47-58. and 58. I want you to hear something. I, wa- I want you to hear what happened in the game last night. And now here's Bubba Thompson looking to bunt. He knocks it toward the hill. Fielded by Cueto, and he's looking all around. No place to throw. Thompson is safe at first, and the bases are loaded. A, that's his first hit of his career. (laughs) B, it's a bunt. They can bunt. Well, sometimes. He, I guess because he was in the minor leagues, they taught him how to bunt. So yeah, I just, He'll forget that real quick. Yeah, because he's got to swing as hard as he can. But uh, his first hit is a bunt base hit. He went one for three last night. They called up a couple of kids. Uh, and you, you talked about it the other day. It's it's time to yeah, it start is. giving some guys some opportunities and – so uh, and he and they put him on the forty man. So they had to move some folks around. Yeah, there's, there's there's a couple of them they brought up. Yeah, there's two or three that they've brought up and put on the forty man. And through the weekend, there'll be more, I'm sure. So he, uh, I just, I got, I got tickled over that. I thought, hey, it's a bunt. <laughs> there's surprise, a novel surprise. There's a novel thought for a major league baseball player to be to be able to to be a complete player. And I remember years but, ago, I used to always enjoy going to batting practice and watching them in the cage because you could go down on the field and and watch and and then hang out and go to the press box, eat a little bit before the game, and 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 watch the game. But I was, I remember being down there and. You know the first, the first thing that every player did when he stepped into the cage was lay down two or three bunts mm-hmm. and just square up on it. A lot the of times, that's time the I, last two or three things they do. And, and the last time, or last few times that I've been and and watched, I haven't seen them do any of that. Not one player has stepped into the box and and laid down a bunt. Not one. What does that tell you? Yeah. When when they see a guy bunt, they go, "What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with you?" And Ryan, the uh, the starting pitcher was a kid that they just brought up. Yep, Cole Reagans made his MLB debut. He went five innings, only gave up three hits, no earned runs, and he had four walks, which was probably his low point of the start. But he also managed three strikeouts as well. No earned runs in five innings in your MLB debut, and only three hits. Yeah. So he his ERA still is at nada. Mm-hmm. Eh, good for him. So, time. Yeah. Again, you know, let's see. You know, let's might as well. Yeah. I mean, this is they're they're at the point right now where there's there's no coming out of this, and 
you've got to find out what you've got. And you're not going to find out what you have by letting them continue to produce at the double A AA and triple A level. They need they need major league at bats. Right. And they need a true evaluation on a major league player at that level. You need a hundred at bats. Now, I don't know if they'll get a hundred at bats or not, but that's before you can really evaluate them, you need to let them be in the box a hundred times. Well, if you're, and if, I don't know if you're going to get that, but you know, you at least got to give them some time in there. Yeah, I mean, if you truly are trying to find out if whether you really want to find out what you got, yeah, right? Yeah, and what it also does, it allows everybody you play to see them. You know, if in, well, is that yeah. player a possible, you know, trade piece? Uh, I think in they the already, season. I think they already know that. I mean, there's enough scouts at those double A and triple A games. I mean, you know that you've gone to. No, no, I, 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 no, I've I've done it. I had a buddy that did yeah. that for a living. Yeah, so they have a pretty good idea about that. I think it's more of your internal evaluation of, hey, let's get this guy out there. But you're right. I mean, other teams will see it too. There's no mistaking about that. But I think it's more important for you to know well, what you have. You're still showcasing them at the major league level. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to first go or at or, what point do we Rock? start show or do we start evaluating Woodward? <sighs> I think this is past the the free pastime. I agree. I mean this this was you know they again this was a much and, and again it's not over. I mean you you've still got a lot of baseball to play, but I still believe that this is a a much improved team and and I and I'll say this the one thing that he does that I appreciate is that he will he'll make a move he'll make a decision and it may not be a quote traditional baseball I mean he 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 does I mean he look he he moves guys around and and you you never know you better be ready every because he uses his he uses his entire bench sometimes I mean he uses everybody that's available and I I like that. I mean I, I you know I, you've seen him. He's gone and he doesn't do it. There's not a traditional move. He of course he has traditional moves, but he'll do some he'll do some non traditional things. I I, I kind of like what he's doing. Uh, I think he needs to go. But you've said it a million times. They don't have nearly enough pitching. No, they don't. So how do you get a true evaluation on how he uses his his ball club if you don't feel like this team is ready to compete? I I just I don't what okay let's go back what don't you like about him I just don't the I don't think that he gets the most out of his players and I you know I'm not in the locker room or anything like that but I just some something tells me that he's just not the right guy for this job, and I don't, I can't put my finger on it completely, but I mean, it, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a huge uptick in this Ranger team since he's taken over. Just haven't, and you can say, look, they haven't had the players. I I get that, but I don't know. Just just something about. Maybe, maybe it's just something about the guy that rubs me wrong. I don't know what it is. It's just I, I don't feel like he's he's the guy for Texas. And he may not be. I mean, it, it, 
but I don't know that this roster is a fair evaluation of his managerial skills. Uh, I, I, I think you're past that now. However, I'll say this. Everybody you talk to and say, hey, look, where's Woody in this whole situation? He's fine. I mean, everybody that we've had on this program has well, said that. Yeah, I, but I mean, I I think that they're starting to lean that direction too, a, a few of them. He's 203 and 278 with the Rangers. Yeah. That ain't good. No, but come on, man. Last year, just take last year. Could yeah, he anybody, lost 102 games. Could anybody manage that group? That was not a major league roster. You know that. That was, let's teach some young guys to play the game at the major league level and see what happens. I mean, that was a bad roster. I'll give you that. But a, a bad roster. Still lost 102 games. Yeah. Do you... I, I, and I think they're probably what's what do you think they're going to improve this year? Twenty games? No, I don't know. Maybe ten. I think they're going to be at the century mark. You think they'll lose? They're going to be real close to it. To a hundred? Yeah. So then that's not much improvement for, to, for spending five hundred and eighty million dollars. No, I mean they're they've lost fifty four already. Right. And you're telling me they're going to lose 46 more before the end of September? Maybe. Uh, I, I, again, I think this – I honestly think they're – what if they finish 10 games under 500? They're, they're 12 right now. If they finish 10 games under 500, that's, that's some significant improvement. Yeah. Right? I mean, Okay. Yeah, it is, I guess. Is it where you want to be? Of course not. No. But you, 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 you don't run until you walk and and I mean in twenty nine here's his here's his record. And of course you, you gotta in twenty twenty you gotta throw in they only played sixty games, but in twenty nineteen he was seventy eight and eighty four, third in the AL West. Twenty twenty, of course, sixty games, he was twenty two and thirty eight, fifth in the AL West. 21, he was 60 and 102, fifth in the AL West. And right now, through 97 games, he's 43 and 54, a .443 winning percentage. Not good. No. But again, I will ask you did John Daniels assemble a roster that gives him a fair and equitable chance to, to compete night in and night out? Has he had a roster that you would go, you know what, you got to win with this group? Mm, I don't know. He needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to make a change for making a change. Uh, they've played 105 games out of 162. So wh- what do they do over the next month and a half? And can they play 500 the rest of the way? Probably not. I mean, you know, the first half of the season, they hung around that 500 mark for a long time, and then it kind of got away from them. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are they now, 11 under? I don't know. I mean, if, if they played 500 baseball the rest of the way and finished 10 or 11 games under, 
if, that if would be butts for candy and nuts. I, I get it, but I'm you're asking, can they? Uh, well, and I don't know if they can if they're going to play a lot of young guys and and you know make a you know and make those those moves and those September call ups, right? But if they can, and and this is a much more competitive team, I think, uh, than they were a year ago. And of course, they couldn't get. I mean, it was just a bad baseball team. I don't know. They're a bad baseball team right now. But okay. I'm not going to argue that. They're 11 under 500. I can't argue that. They're a bad baseball team. But they're they better were, than they were. They were a horrendous baseball team a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Let's redefine it. Then. Yeah. I mean, you, you got even you've got to admit that this is marked improvement. They have mm-hmm. made progress. Is it at the pace you want? Probably not. I mean, we as fans are, you know, we get a little antsy. We want this thing to happen. Uh but, I mean, there's a lot of fans that want Chris Woodward out. Now, I mean, are fans right? I don't know. Well, they got 56, 57 games left. That'll be the telltale for sure. 25 and – what if they win 25 games? I think even coming – They ain't winning 25 games the rest of the way. You don't think? No. With 57 to play? Mm-mm. 20, 25 <laughs> would get you, what, 73 wins? Mm-hmm. And how many did they have a year ago? 60. That would be more. 13 games? That, that enough to make you think it's going in the right direction? For me, it would. Okay. Because I, the one thing I, I, I know is that they are short on arms. I mean, and it, you know. Getting people out is probably the most important thing that you do, and they don't do it with a lot of regularity. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, is is this a better ball club fundamentally than they were a year ago? Wins and losses aside, are they or do they play the game better than they played it a year ago? Um. Probably. They're more sound up the middle. That's about the only place they're more sound. You don't think they're... I don't think they're improved. In the outfield? No. All right. And it's, and it's an opinion. What do you think, Ryan? Are they, are, they, are they fundamentally better than they were a year ago? I think, yeah, I think they are better fundamentally. I mean, just alone from the signings that they made, I mean, that half a billion dollar middle infield, I mean, that'll... Has that'll, that paid off yet, though? Not fully. No. They, it was a struggle early. Yeah, it was a big struggle early. Getting better. I mean, you know, one of those guys is hitting two forty one now. The other hitting two forty nine. I mean, it's better. Yeah, but man, it was a horrendous start offensively. I mean, what was their middle infield last season? It was Nick Solak at second base. That's what I said. They were they're much better up the middle, but yeah. their outfield is not. Third base is not good. First you, base is horrendous. I think you found your center fielder. Probably, yeah. I think you found your center fielder. So, uh, and I'm, st- I still don't know what you do with the Dolis Garcia. I mean, there are days where I was like, this is, this is going to be the dude right here. Mm-hmm. And then there's days I'm like, wow, <laughs> is, is, is he major league ready? I mean, sometimes I wonder, I mean, yeah, I really do. Right. He's just, 
he is really all over the map. He really is. And it may be because he's still he's young. young. Yeah, so there you go. We'll see. All right, we got to go. 751, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Happy New Year from New Orleans as the Bears are the 2022 All-State Sugar Bowl champions. To cap a record-breaking season for Baylor football, Baylor wins 12 games in a season for the first time in school history. They finish as champions of the All-State Sugar Bowl 21-7 over the Ole Miss Rebels tonight. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers edge the White Sox 3-2 to start that four-game series in Arlington. Game two tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Justin Verlander earned his 15th win in the Astros' 6-0 victory over Cleveland. The District 9 All-Stars have completed pool play undefeated at the Little League Senior Softball World Series. They shut out Massachusetts 12-0 and play in the tournament quarterfinals tonight at 7. The Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament got underway in Waco yesterday with Mississippi, Oklahoma, Texas East, and Texas West winning first-round games. The tournament continues through the weekend at Norcross Stadium. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. It is 7.54, 6 shy of 8 o'clock if you're out and about. Drive safely. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. John's coming up in a couple of minutes with uh, a uh, Big 12 preview. Top of the hour, we will uh, welcome in Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Right now, Ward, the... um, the lines have been released. Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm, 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 I just I want you to take a, a run at this here. Uh, the odds to reach the college football playoff, according to Caesar Sportsbook, who's number one in your opinion? Alabama. You got it, Toyota. 
Who's number two? Georgia. No, Ohio State. That was, oh. was going to be my guess. Georgia's three. Who's four? A&M. Clemson. Oh. What? It's the same. <laughs> Clemson. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, USC, Oklahoma, and Michigan. That's how it rolls. I'm a little surprised. Where's a and uh, A&M's not on this list, kids. Wow. Uh, now, for the national championship, uh, here's another poll uh, with uh, for the national championship, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Texas, A&M, USC, Oklahoma. Uh, but uh, for the playoff, Alabama's a, a 260 odds, Ohio State at minus 250. Uh in the to to reach uh, to reach the postseason, Caesar's full list of the playoff odds are below, and and then it lists Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, USC, Oklahoma, and Michigan. Then it says for the national championship, uh, your odds are Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, A and M, USC, and Oklahoma. Are you the only one that I was a little surprised by was USC, and I know that they've got Lincoln Riley. I, I I get all that, I get all that, but. Can he do it in one year? Yes. We'll see. We'll find out. The Big Ten, I think, hopes he does. <laughs> Transfer portal helps everybody yeah. change things quickly. All right, 756. John's, got his quarterback. Huh? Got his quarterback. Yes, he does. 756. John's got today's Big 12 preview. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Baylor Bears. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. Wrapping up the week of our Big 12 football previews. Today, a second look at the Baylor Bears, who are on the practice field for the first time of fall camp today. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Hi, Kyle Citrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick'em Bears. Wear what the Bears wear. Get the latest in Baylor Nike gear at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Mike McKenzie and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money, so go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. See State Farm agent Mike McKenzie at 2921 West Waco Drive or call 254-412-2327 or at 518 North Hewitt Drive in Hewitt or call 254 666 When it comes to choosing a mortgage lender, exactly who you work with has never mattered more than it does in today's economic climate. The Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage has been and continues to be Waco's most trusted mortgage lender. Ask any expert and they'll tell you now is the best time to purchase a new home. Inventory's up, competition is down, and rates are still historically low. I'm Chris Allman with the Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage. Call or text today at 254-717-6111. Let's talk financing and how we can help you afford the home you've always wanted. NMLS license number 180-8404. 
Now, let's check out Big 12 Conference football with today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Here's John Morris. And welcome back. Today is the day fall camp begins for Coach Dave Aranda and the defending Big 12 Conference champion, Baylor Bears. Baylor's scheduled to be out on the practice field around 4 o'clock this afternoon. The Bears beginning the next phase of preparation for their season opener, which comes up September 3rd at McLean Stadium. Coach Aranda, the defending Big 12 Conference Coach of the Year, understandably excited about a new season. Excited for this coming season. I think the, the, the schedule bears out a bunch of uh, road games. And so we're, we've been preparing for that as um, the offseason's kind of gone on. I think, you know, trying to uh, be at our best when it is the hardest is going to be a common theme for us. And so I think uh, that's something that we will continue to talk about and work, work towards. Uh, but I think, you know, with the returning depth on our O-line and D-line, we're looking to be led by big men. You know, I feel the, the skill is very talented. It has to emerge in, um, in, you know, under the lights and all of it. And we're training in the dark right now for all of that to happen. And so excited for this team and for this season. That's Coach Dave Aranda. He and the Bears beginning practice today for the new season. The season opener, September 3rd against the Albany Danes. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. More Monday, I'm John Morris. At Central Texas College, they know that in the real world, life gets in the way of plans sometimes. That's why they offer day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple campuses to fit your schedule. More importantly, they can save you thousands at one of the most affordable colleges in the region. Interested in moving up in the world? Learn more at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College, for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it. Whatever it is. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome into Hour 2 of the program. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, Greg Tepper. Greg, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm excellent. We are uh, crawling closer to football season. We had, uh, heck, we had uh, practice this week. We had practice uh, Monday at midnight uh, for, for, for a number of, of schools across the state. So uh, we're officially underway, and even more schools get going this Monday. So uh, it's, a, it's a fun time of year. Midnight Madness, uh, you know, we've heard about it for, for basketball, but we certainly have seen it uh, this year, at least, for, for football. That's that's an interesting twist and, and kind of a fun little event. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a really interesting kind of uh, wrinkle that, that Texas has, but I think it's pretty unique to Texas. I put something out there 
um, you know, on Twitter about it. There was, I believe it was Plainview out in, in the panhandle who, uh, you know, they had the band out there. They had like uh, a couple hundred people on the stands and stuff like that. And that's for a team that went one and nine last year. Uh, but that, you know, at, at midnight, they struck up the band and the players hit the field <laughs> and it was, it was a big deal. I threw that out on Twitter just saying, you know, Hey, you know, for those who don't know, this is, this is midnight madness. This is something we do here in Texas. And the reaction from people outside of the, te- outside of the state was, uh, was was uh, awe um, and and just you know what what in the world is in the water down there uh, you know coaches from all over the state saying or from all over the country saying well why don't we do something like this why why can't we have nice things and and yeah so it was it was it's pretty cool it's a, another unique kind of wrinkle to to what makes Texas high school football. Uh, so special and so interesting and, and so unique because you know you can tell that kind of uh, that kind of pent up excitement for uh, for their their local high school football team uh, kind of all comes pouring out on on what ended up being midnight on August first uh, but whatever that first Monday of of, of true football season is it's um, it's a cool it's a cool thing and 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 you know I think more and more schools you're going to see more of them do it this Monday since more of them are going to be eligible to start practice uh, you know this Monday. Greg, going into the 2022 season, there's more Texas high school football teams than ever before in the state of Texas. Yeah, you know, we, we, we started running the numbers here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We have computer rankings uh, in, in for, uh, for uh, um, subscribers on TexasFootball.com where we rank every single team in the state of Texas, uh, you know. And, and for the first time, I just noticed this, year, this week uh, that we have more than 1,500. The, the full number is 1,502. Uh, now, there's a small caveat that comes with that. Um, there are almost certainly going to be a number of those teams that don't end up fielding a team. Uh, this is just the number of raw teams that have been, uh, especially you get down into the pri- kind of the private school six-man ranks, there ends up being a handful of teams that say, you know what, we don't have the numbers. Uh, you know, we're not ready to play varsity or, or something like that. But I think it is still pretty remarkable. You know, you think back to, I, I always think back to the first edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football back in 1960. Um, you know, on, on the on the cover, of course, was was Jack Collins, the the quarterback from Texas. Uh, but on the very bottom, you know, magazine costs fifty cents, um, and 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 on the very bottom, it says a pre, uh, you know, five hundred and seventy six schoolboy teams. Um, you know, you think about that. We're now nearly three times that many, uh, and that you know, part of that is just like the population growth across the state of Texas, uh, and then part of it is just also. Um, you know, people want to play high school football. People want that to be a part of their community experience. And, and you're seeing more and more programs, uh, you know, uh, starting, I believe we've got a, a, I don't have a number in front of me, but there's at least uh, 10 to 12 uh, teams that are joining the UIL, you know, this year. Um, you know, some are, you know, some are new programs, some are programs that, that you know, we've, uh, that, that we knew were, were coming, you know, the programs like, you know, uh, Killing, uh, Killing Chaparral, uh, San Antonio Sotomayor, you know, Lake Belton, Frisco Emerson, things like that. Uh, but if you think back a few years ago, I think a prime example of this is Brock. It's easy to forget that for a long time, Brock has been, Brock High School has been around for a long time and has been a basketball powerhouse for decades, decades and decades and decades. They just basically in 20, I want to say 2014, they just up and decided, yeah, we want to start playing football. Like that's just something that's important to our community. We want to launch our football program. Well, lo and behold, they've been uh, exceptional at football as well. You know, they won a state championship in 2015. They've been to other state championships. They were in the state championship game last year. They're the number one team in 3A Division II to start, uh, or rather in, in, in 3A Division I to start the year in Dave Campbell's Texas football this year. 
Uh, but that's kind of, I think, a, a, a testament to, to, again, the power of Texas high school football. Communities want this to be a part of their community kind of portfolio. And, and it's, it's really fun to see. And so, yeah, uh, 1,500, it's, it's all in the end, we're probably not going to have 1,500 teams playing, uh, but we're going to have close to 1,500. And that's pretty remarkable when you sit back and think about it. Greg, I'm going to take you a little different direction. Uh, this week, uh, the legend Vince Scully passed away, and it got me to thinking about uh, just here in our community, here in the greater Waco area, what we were able to experience reading Dave Campbell uh, on a daily basis in the in the Waco Trib and, and also getting to listen to the uh, the legend Frank Fallon. A, a, a couple of icons, and I know that uh, uh, your relationship with Dave was, was incredibly special. Talk a little bit about that for us. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I'm, it's interesting you bring that up because because I had similar feelings when when Vince Scully. I'm a big baseball fan, and, and when Vince Scully passed away this week, uh, you know, I, I think like a lot of people, I, I kind of felt this overwhelming kind of sense of sadness. And you start thinking like, well, why are you sad that a 94 year old man passed away? That's a full life. He he has a Presidential Medal of Freedom. I mean, he's a baseball Hall of Famer. He lived as full of life as anybody. Why are you so sad? Uh, and and, and it's kind of struck me that I was sad for the same reasons that I was sad uh, when Dave Campbell passed away back in December uh, at the age of 96. Uh, you know, and here's my boss. You're not supposed to like your boss. You know, that's supposed, that's, that's supposed to be part of the gig. Uh, but you but you start thinking about it, and, and the reason that you feel so sad is that there are some people that are supposed to live forever. There are just some people that just aren't. They're supposed to be immortal. They're not supposed to die. And and so I think that was kind of the feeling with Vince Scully, and, and, and it kind of reminded me of the feeling that I had when Dave Campbell passed in in, in, in December. Um, you know, he was he was such a visionary, and such a you know uh, such a uh, everyone's going to pay a lot of attention to what he did with Dave Campbell's Texas football, and, and obviously that is his legacy, and that is in a lot of ways kind of the thing that he is most known for. But it was all the things he did around that that I think really made his his career and his legacy so full. Um, I mean, he was the guy who was almost single-handedly responsible for saving uh, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, which is now there in Waco. Um, you know, he moved it from – it was really floundering in Grand Prairie, and he, he kind of rallied the troops and said, this is really important. Let's move it to Waco and save it. And, and now it's, it's flourishing down there on the campus of Baylor. Um, between that, he was he was kind of the, he was the regional chair of the Heisman Voting Committee for a long time. He would always – he and Reva would go up to New York. Uh, for a long time every year just to go to or to go to the Heisman Trophy ceremony because he was a, a key part of the committee that, that voted for the Heisman Trophy. I mean, he was and then, of course, you, you, you look at what he did at the Waco Tribune, um, a, a guy who, you know, he, he kind of followed in the footsteps of his mentor, Jinx Tucker, take over as the sports editor. Uh, and and for everything that he covered, you know, he, he yeah, he covered. Uh, you know, Final Fours, and he covered World Series, and he covered you know all these things. He he got to see it all, and 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 what a remarkable what a remarkable life that he led outside of his biggest accomplishment, in my opinion, which is Texas football and his biggest legacy, which is this magazine. So uh, it, it was a life well lived. Um, and 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 with the passing of Vin Scully this week, I was I was kind of flooded by those same emotions that I had. Um, back in December when he passed, when, when Dave passed away, um, of, of here's somebody that, you know, yes, of course, lived a full life, but at the same time, you just can't believe they're gone because they're never supposed to be gone. They're always supposed to be there. So it was, uh, it was, it was certainly, certainly a moment this week of, of, of reflection. 
Greg, lots of kickoff classics going uh, around the state of Texas and some out of the state of Texas. What are some that you have your eye on that could be really fun to keep an eye on? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting about the first week of, Texas, of, of the Texas high school season, and, and even like it kind of trickles into the second week as well, is that you do get a fair number of games that end up pitting the um, you know in-state teams against out-of-state teams, and 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 you know this has become a trend. I think last year, I think it might have been week two, uh, pretty famously because we won't stop hearing about it from our friends in California. Uh, Modern Day came to Texas and just Molly Wasps Duncanville. I mean, it just just clobbered them. So that got the the Duncanville, you know, the the, the, the California, really kind of the anti-Texas high school football forces out puffing their chest. I mean, never mind the fact that Texas high school football teams comfortably won the season series against outsiders last year and have for basically the past 40 years. That's neither here nor there. All I'm t- <laughs> but This has become a new trend and there's a number of, of kind of big ones that are coming to town. Allen is opening the season against St. John Bosco out of California. St. John Bosco by some organizations are, is the number one team nationally uh, in, you know, and so what a, what a start for uh, what a start for, I believe that's part of the Landry classic. What, what a start for, uh, you know, Lee Wigginton as the new head coach at, at Allen uh, taking on, uh, you know, very clearly one of the very best teams uh, in, in the state. You've got those. I know also down the, uh, you know, down the line, you're going to have teams. Uh, there's a team from, uh, uh, from Louisiana, from New Orleans. that's coming up to play DeSoto. Um, you know, you've got these, these kind of classics with teams kind of uh, parachuting in from, from out of state. I know a team from, from uh, the, uh, Nevada, rather, for, like Liberty, Nevada, I believe outside of, uh, of Las Vegas is going to come in and, and play a couple of games later in the year. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, look, it's, 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 it's an interesting – these types of out-of-state games are always interesting, but I really can't put a ton of stock into them, only for, for a couple of reasons. One um, – well, no, actually for one reason, and that is that they, they all – nobody here plays by the same rules. Um, you know, St. John Bosco is a private school there in the California in California, and quite frankly, they can just more or less handpick their team. They can just go out there, and I don't want to say the – the, the R word recruit, but <laughs> they can go out there and they can, they can certainly incentivize players to come and play for their team. Whereas, and, and cert- look, I'm not here to tell you that that doesn't happen in Texas, that there isn't movement that is kind of, uh, you know, that, that is ultimately going to be kind of oh, a little suspicious. Oh, you're telling me that this team needed a quarterback and suddenly a great quarterback showed up. Uh, that certainly happens some, but cert- but not at the at the same rate that it happens in California and Florida and, and other places where it's a lot more, I would say, deregulated. That's part of it. And then there's also little things like, for example, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but Texas is one of the few teams in the tech in in in, uh, in high school football across the or one of the few states rather in high school football across the nation that plays by NCAA rules. Uh, so, like, for example, this year, a big thing is that they have cut out cut blocking in the tackle box. You cannot cut block, which is bad news for, like, our friends who play, who run the slot T. Uh, a lot of other program, a lot of other classic or, uh, states, rather, including, I believe, California, uh, run by what's called the National Federation of High Schools uh, rulebook, which is different, which they haven't been able to cut block at all for years. So, there's just a lot of there's a lot of things that that are kind of so different and so like 
that it's interesting and it's it's fun for the fans. But as far as an analysis perspective, like last year when Modern Day came in and and just launched Duncanville into the sun, I didn't I didn't think, oh man, Duncanville's in trouble. What I thought is, well, Modern Day's super talented, and and that's a team that's probably going to go off and be one of the very best high school teams in the nation, uh, and they are. And and that you know that to me is is the only thing to take to draw from it. I don't know if these types of out of state games. Um, necessarily lend themselves to grander declarations of what these Texas high school football teams look like down the road. Greg, I know you get an opportunity to talk to uh, ADs throughout uh, the week and, and, and throughout the, the year, for that matter. One of the issues that we're, we're seeing, and I don't know if it's new, but it certainly is, it's come up this summer, is the lack of coaches on both boys' and girls' sides to fill – to fill these staffs mm-hmm. and what, what are ADs telling you in, in what's the resolution and, and how do we resolve this? I don't, I don't want to say it's a crisis cause I don't want to be alarmist, but let's be clear that there is a coaching shortage in Texas. Um, and, and, and you go to, here's a perfect, a perfect example of this is you go to the, the Texas high school coaches association uh, convention and, you know, and, and, and coaching school. You know, 16,000, uh, I believe it was between 15 and 16,000 coaches descended upon San Antonio a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that they do there, one of the things that was always, that has always been a big part of that is the job board. And, and the job board is basically, it's just a, a number of bulletin boards lined up. Uh, and on one side, you put, uh, if you are a school looking for a coach, you put your information over there saying, hey, I'm, I'm at Lovejoy and I'm looking for a receivers coach or something like that. You put that on one side. And on the other side, if you are a coach looking for a job, you put your information on that side. So if you say, hey, I'm a receivers coach in the Dallas-Fort Worth area but willing to move, you put your information over there and then hopefully there's some sort of matchup. Uh, this past year at THSEA Coaching School and Convention, uh, the, the, coaching, the, the coaching vacancy side, the, the, where the schools were putting their, their, their needs, was completely full. And the other side for the applicants was completely empty. Um, there are there's a big shortage here, and and there are going to be a number of schools that go in uh, with uh, with without positions filled. Part of that, you know, part of that is that we have a teacher shortage in Texas too. I mean, and, and it's important to remember as much as we talk about these these guys. As you know, I've mentioned Lee Wigginton and Allen, who's a tremendous head, a tremendous head football coach and a, a really like a great program builder and, and, and a great play caller and things like that. But he is also a teacher. He's just a public school teacher, basically. Um, and so part of it is that Texas does have a Texas uh, have a public school teach, teacher shortage. Um, how how does that get fixed? I mean, ultimately, it's got to come down to the bottom line. Well, you know, Texas is really good about, you know, school districts tend to be really good about investing in uh, stadiums and facilities and things that are shiny and things that mayors can cut ribbons to. Uh, but they don't necessarily be be as good at uh, compensating their coaches or compensating teachers, plain and simple. Um, now, part of that starts from, you know, on top, and I don't want to get into a political conversation, but start, start, part of that starts at the top in the way that we value teachers across the state of Texas. But ultimately, that's what's going to fix it. You, by, you know, the, 
the coaching shortage is a trickle down of the teacher shortage in the state of Texas. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that ultimately there's one thing, there's, there's a couple of things that are going to fix it. And one of them, one of them is that we've just got to start respecting these jobs a little bit more. And one way that we can respect those jobs is by making it more financially incentivized for people to, to do those jobs. Greg, uh, give us a, uh, give us an update on the magazine. Where are we? Yeah, the magazine should start be starting to hit shelves across the state this week, maybe even as early as today. It is on trucks. Um, I control a lot. I do not control the trucks. I do not control the mail. Uh, uh, there's there's a whole list of things that I don't control that I've had to remind people this week that I don't control. Uh, I don't control the printer, actually. I didn't control the paper. I didn't control the, the, the train that had the paper coming from Canada to Texas. Uh, but – it should start hitting shelves. We print outside of Dallas. And so the clo- I, I hate to say the closer you are to Dallas, the sooner you'll get it. But it does kind of trickle. It kind of goes out from there. And so if you are in El Paso, you may be waiting a- an extra day or two. But if you guys are down in Waco, they may start arriving on shelves there at your local grocery store or your local bookstore uh, starting today or, or this weekend. Uh, hopefully that's when it's coming out. Uh, we know it's been printed. I have seen it. It does exist. It's not some like <laughs> elaborate ruse. I didn't sit on my hands for four wait four months and just like say this is going to be a great joke. Uh, it's a real thing, and I want you to have it. It's but, a uh, thing, huh? It should start hitting shelves this week. Great. Hey, uh, uh, te- uh, TexasFootball.com. What do you guys got up there? Uh, too much. We got a lot going on right now on on, on the site. Uh, the the thing that I'll I'll probably promote today is we've got a we have a premium high school football podcast called called tep and step it's myself and it's our 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 high school insider matt step uh and we just nerd out on high school football uh we've done it for for going on five years now but it's for in it's for subscribers only we're doing our series uh of of previews uh, our preview series uh and so we released two of them this week uh we released a two a class two a and class one a preview uh on tuesday that clocked in about 55 minutes uh, and then we had uh, our uh, this morning actually going up right now is our um, is our four A and three A preview and that is uh, almost a hundred minutes of high school football talk. So if you need that in your life, TexasFootball.com's got it. Greg, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much. All right, take care, guys. Talk to you soon, Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine with us, Ward, every Friday from now through the state championships. At 8 o'clock on Friday mornings. Every Friday morning, 8 a.m., Greg Tepper talking Texas schoolboy football. Love it. Good stuff, huh? Uh, All right, 821, 21 after 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And we are brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Waco's, uh, it's it's, it's, it's where you go when you need quality product. And maybe you don't know exactly what you need. Then you turn to to John and Braden and say, "Here's here's the project I'm working on. Guide me through it." And they'll certainly do that. Maybe you're maybe you're going to do a barn dominium, and you need some direction. John and Braden at uh, the Emory's over at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe are are the ones that can help you there. They've been serving Central Texas, and the family's been serving Central Texas. Since 1943, they have built their reputation one customer at a time. And 
Of course, they offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing. They've got garage and carport covers, hay and equipment barns. They got it all for you. They also carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches for all your fencing needs. And of, and of course, they're, they're, they're coming with the new, the new location. And as soon as they, uh, as soon as they uh, let us know that that thing is up and running, we'll let you know. And it's right next to Busby Feed on uh, Loop 340. And it is a massive facility. So they are going to – you think they really provide service? You wait till they get all this additional space to serve you. That, uh, that's coming soon on Loop 340 next to Busby Feed. It's Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They're open Monday through Friday. Uh, 7.30 till 5, and on Saturdays from 8 until noon. They're still doing it at 913 South Loop Drive at Orchard Lane and also down in Bryan, and you can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Recently on the John Moore Show. We are pleased to have with us the new commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, Brett Yormark. I'd like to build the brand of the Big 12 um, in New York. I'm not sure a lot of people know the Big 12 brand, and candidly, I want to make it a national brand that's recognizable all over the country. And when student-athletes are in their senior year and they're contemplating what's next, I want them to say, I need to go to the Big 12. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just got in trouble for putting a lifesaver in my mouth. It's the fifth one and he's diabetic. I spit the other two out. At me. Well, one at you and two in the trash and the one I got right now that you can't stand because I do this. Who's with me on that? We don't like to hear the crunching or the munching. Give us a call and talk about it. 254-235-4922. Or just call her up and just smack in her ear. Ask for Jana. She will go nuts. Do it. 235-4922 or crunchmonster.com. No. Fixitjimmy.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a hard beat away in McGregor. We're treat you like family. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. 
Perfect. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. It's 826. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Tim Watkins from BearsIllustrated.com coming up in a few minutes. But right now, we've talked about it a little bit today, but uh, today's the day that the Bears get started with uh, preparation for the 2022 season. They begin practice a little after 4 o'clock today. You've coached college football. What's what's the excitement level like right now? Off the charts. Even though that they've been going through off season and they've been lifting as a team, yeah, there's and nothing. There's nothing more exciting than stepping on the grass for the very first time in fall camp when it it's go time. So they're jazzed right now. Oh, they, you can't wait till four o'clock. They've got halters on all of them right now, <laughs> trying to reel them back in. Are they? Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? The excitement level is probably magnified because this is this is going to be a good football team. Uh, you know the. the when you look at what they've got coming back from a 12-win season a year ago, this this has the makings to be a really, really good football team. And, and if you're a college football fan in this town, you've got to be excited about what, uh, what you're going to potentially see going into McLean Stadium six or seven times this year. I mean, it's it, it should be – this should be a really good football team. And I think the confidence level uh, – is 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 at a is at a high so it'll be a lot of fun now let me ask you this we've got for 1a through 4a and those fives and sixes that did not go through spring which it does include midway by the way they've got one week in the books already one week in the books so they're probably going to have a little inter squad scrimmage tomorrow w- what's that possibly feeling like? tonight yeah i don't know they may give them the weekend off yeah so what's that? Would. What's that like? Uh, you know that Saturday morning, ones on ones, twos on twos, and that kind of thing. Are, are they jazzed for that? I mean, absolutely. You get a chance to see who wants to play, and that's more than anything else. It's it's not technique or anything else. It's it's who wants to play. Let's get out there and find out who has it and who doesn't. So will they evaluate? You know. With our personnel this year, after watching the 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 inner squad, hey, I'm not sure that this series of, of plays is is going no, to be that worth has for nothing a, to do with not, it. Not not tomorrow. No. When does as that a, take place? Well, it, that takes place through after the, the first scrimmage. Well, through the scrimmages and through the first couple of weeks of the season. That's what yeah. your non districts for to find out exactly. You know, this package where, doesn't work with this core group. Yeah, yeah, where where we are with this. Yeah, what you want to find out, you know, in the in the scrimmages and in the inner squads is how much retention do they have, and how much do they want to play the game. That's what and, you're going to find out. That's the bottom line. Good enough. All right, uh, eight twenty nine. And look, uh, Baylor again, as we mentioned, uh, will begin this afternoon, and as they get ready for. Uh, week one, September the 3rd, and high school football for uh, a lot of them, uh, one week in the books, and maybe an inner squad tonight, maybe an inner squad tomorrow. Should, uh, what? Look, it, it's it's go time. It is football season. And then on Monday, irregardless of classification or, or spring football or whatever, everybody's up and running 
on Monday uh, from uh, 1A all the way through 6, uh, 6A. So uh, high school football is here for us. All right, 829, this is game time. And coming up next, we're going to talk a little recruiting, a little X's and O's, and we're going to do it with Tim Watkins from BearsIllustrated.com. That's next. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Austin Abram Smith spins out of the tackle. He's to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Abram Smith into the end zone. Getting it in. Yes! Touchdown, Abram Smith. Touchdown, Bears. Abram Smith punches it in for Baylor. <laughs> I love it. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems. I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their arch supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do, and lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now couldn't see it before where i would be without them have no clue i'm keith and that's my good feet story see what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the good feet store good feet waco in central texas marketplace across from lazy boy when you do whatever it takes to get the job done they say you're on it at asco equipment they work hard to get the job done and get it done right they partnered with Deucin Forklifts because they get the job done, too. Deucin builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment. They're on it. Whatever it is. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers edged the White Sox 3-2 to start that four-game series in Arlington. Game two tonight, you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Justin Verlander earned his 15th win in the Astros' 6-0 victory over Cleveland. Game two of that series tonight in Cleveland. The District 9 All-Stars have completed pool play undefeated at the Little League Senior Softball World Series. They shut out Massachusetts 12-0 and play in the tournament quarterfinals tonight at 7. The Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament got underway in Waco yesterday with Mississippi, Oklahoma, Texas East, and Texas West winning first-round games. The tournament continues through the weekend at Norcross Stadium. The NFL preseason got underway with the Hall of Fame game. The Raiders beat the Jaguars 27-11. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 1033, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Ryan, we're glad uh, you're with us here on this uh, Friday morning. John Ward's coming up at 3, Matt at 4 today. And we welcome into the program from BearsIllustrated.com, part of the 247 family, Tim Watkins. Tim, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. We get football today. And, you know, we were we were just talking about that and the excitement level uh, as the Bears get ready to start uh, defense of their, their conference championship, and that begins today. 
Absolutely does. The work from the spring and a very successful spring camp uh, through the summer conditioning and strength work. And now really get started with preparing for Albany on September 3rd, which, by the way, is less than one month away. (laughs) Can this defense be better than it was last year? Ooh, that that's a great question. Um, it's it could be better, but it's going to be better in a different way. Um, the inexperience and kind of the new faces that we see at linebacker with with Matt Jones, who could he play at Jack? Could he play at Will? To Will Williams, to whoever's going to line up in the star, be it Christian Morgan, Lorando Johnson, Al Walcott. It's going to look very different in the linebacker spot. Now the defensive line absolutely could be better. And that's really what we saw take Baylor's defense to very high levels in 2019. It's going to be fascinating because it was Dave Aranda and Ron Roberts have made productive linebackers and star linebackers in a lot of different ways. It, to get a powerful, strong defensive line that could be one of the best in the nation with them producing strong, all-conference caliber linebackers could be a recipe for, yeah, this, this defense being even better in 2022. As as fall camp begins, what are you most intrigued by, uh, wide receiver or running back, and in, in, in who emerges in those starting roles in those positions? I think it's wide receiver for me because there's they lost Drew Estrada, they lost Tyquan Thornton, they lost R.J. Snead, they lost a lot of seniority and depth and, and proven production uh, at Baylor University, especially last year. You have a, a, a walk-on in Josh Cameron that really elevated up in the depth chart and at the spring game was running first team. Seth Jones, Armani, uh, Armani Winfield, Javon Gibson even, two true freshmen in Winfield and Gibson, could they emerge into that starting spot? I think the slot receiver is the most cut and dry. It's probably going to be Monterey Baldwin, even though Gavin Holmes brings a lot of experience, a lot of explosiveness. But those two outside receiver spots, and I didn't even mention Hal Presley, Jalen Ellis, even Cameron Bonner has been getting looks there. So there's a lot of talent, young talent, at that outside wide receiver position. And I think we're going to see a lot of people rotate in and out. I think running back's a little more cut and dry. It's Craig Williams and Tay McWilliams. Those two are going to be primarily rotating in and out. Tay's probably going to get the early down. Craig is going to probably, a squirrel is probably going to get the later down. But wide receiver is going to be very interesting of how that works out in preparation for Albany. Who do you think is tougher on the schedule right now? And I know it's early. We don't even know a whole lot about either the teams or uh, enough about the Bears to make a great evaluation. But is it BYU or Oklahoma that concerns you most right now? That is an awesome question. Yeah, I, you know, I Last year, I looked at the season schedule, and I thought that Iowa State was kind of that flex game. If they win that game, this is a team that can compete for that second spot in the Big 12 and put themselves in position to win the title. I think BYU is that game this year. Uh, BYU is a legitimate top 20 team. It's early in the season. It's on the road. Um, Oklahoma's on the road, too. They're rebuilding in a lot of ways on both sides of the ball with new schemes, new coordinators. Jeff Levy is bringing that uh, air raid Art Bryles offense to Norman. Uh, So I'd probably lean towards Oklahoma, but I think BYU game is going to be more of the temperature check. 
Is this a team that can win 10-plus games? Is this a team that can really compete for a Big 12 title once again and really put itself in a position to probably be on the fringes of the playoff race, but at least in the conversation like they were at times last year? Uh, so Oklahoma's tougher, but I think BYU will show us more about what to expect the rest of the year. On the uh, recruiting front, uh, talk a little bit about the the impact and, and the long-term uh, impact that the retaining Austin Novoset had for, for Baylor and will have for Baylor. It's absolutely massive. Quarterback was a primary need in this class. After uh, not getting uh, a quarterback last year, the decommitment of Blake Shapin, and really not filling that spot, Baylor went all in on Austin Novoset. So one of the reasons why he committed early in December, it was right after the early signing period, the Baylor coaches said, you know what, you're our guy, not only for 2023, but we're not even going to take one in 2022 because that's how confident we are in you. To invest two classes of quarterback time and recruiting into Novoset, to fend off uh, the bluest of blue bloods and A&M, um, with Notre Dame, with Georgia sniffing around, with Ohio State uh, really making him a priority for, for almost a month. Uh, to be able to win that type of recruiting battle is something that Baylor really hasn't done. Austin, uh, as of right now, is the ninth highest rated commitment in Baylor history in the 24-7 sports database. He is the second highest quarterback, trailing only Jared Stidham. And his number is going to go up a little bit as ESPN, as On3, and his rivals start to catch up with where 24-7 has him listed. He's a top 100 player in the class, according to 24-7 Sports. And his impact, though it might not be massive with only one or two spots left to fill in the 2023 class, I think it's going to solidify guys like Micah Gifford, who may get a late run with Texas coming in if they miss out some of their wide receiver targets. Uh, he's going to solidify some of the, the recruits in this class, and he's really going to help next year. He's a kid that plays for one of the best seven-on-seven uh, seven seven teams in Team Juice. There's a lot of 2024 and 2025 talent that he's been with this summer and last summer. So it's going to be fascinating to see how his impact on the team, short-term from a recruiting perspective, but long-term, Baylor needs him to be a star quarterback and really to take those reins and, you know, probably two or three years, worst case. What is the biggest question mark that you feel like the Bears have to answer in this camp? They need to answer how they want their defense to really look. They have a lot of options when it comes to that star position. We mentioned them a little bit earlier with Christian Morgan getting run there, Lorando Johnson, Al Walcott. You take Walcott out of the cornerback race and you put him in star, that means that position is really going to be more of a coverage type role. You put a guy like Christian Morgan there, it's more going to be what we saw from a box safety. So I think figuring out who they want their defensive front seven to be and how they want that star role to fill the gap, that uh, the massive gap that Jalen Petrie had left, uh, is, is going to be fascinating to watch because that's going to have a ripple effect on cornerback, on safety, and possibly even some of the other linebacker roles. Tim, what do you uh, what do you got uh, on BearsIllustrated.com for us? 
Uh, a ton of stuff going on. You know, there's still two spots left to fill at least in the recruiting uh, world. So the 2023 class is almost full. It's a, it's a top, uh, it's 16th ranked in the nation right now, and it's trending to be probably a top 25 to 35 type class. Uh, you know, two key guys are, are getting closer to, to, a, to a decision, and Brandon Bett and Kane Jenkins were all over those stories. And then Brian Horn is going to be reviewing a lot of the recent offers that we saw from the last class, uh, doing them field studies, including uh, Mason Dossett, a Baylor legacy, who just added another Baylor offer. He's got football, he's got track and field, and now he adds baseball. I, I joked on Twitter, Coach Drew is sleeping on him. He needs to get a basketball offer, and maybe we'll get golf and tennis out there, too, for him. You, you mentioned two spots. Uh, what, what are their, in your opinion, what are their, uh, their biggest needs in those two spots? Yeah, I, I, they really still want another quarterback. Caden Jenkins is high on that list, um, and they're still looking for another defensive lineman. Um, uh, they were looking at that nose tackle from from Utah, who just committed to Texas A and M. They were trying to get him in for a visit this uh, this uh, this season. Um, but right now, I'd bet it's going to be Brandon Bet. He's a guy that the staff has prioritized for a long time. Camped extremely well in June, so we'll see if he pulls the trigger for the Bears. Uh, I think that's tomorrow, the sixth. Hey, Tim, thanks, man. Uh, great stuff. We appreciate your time today, as always, and uh, look forward to uh, to visiting with you throughout the season. Absolutely. You guys have a great week. Take care. You, you do the same. Tim Watkins from BearsIllustrated.com, part of the 247 family. Good stuff, too. Uh, 843, 17 away from 9. This is game time, and we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And this month, Alan Samuels, is having, uh, well, they're just making all kinds of great summer deals for 2022. They got the new 2022 Ram trucks, and look, designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. These legendary award-winning trucks give you that first-class feel and, man, uh, luxurious leather trim seating options, exceptional leg room, and and uh, storage plus uh, uh, the uh, surround-view camera options that you expect from a premium vehicle like the uh, like the Ram truck. And you can check out the great selection at uh, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Maybe check them out online. We've, told, we've talked about this a million times. Go to alansamuelsdcj.com. You can, you can do a little shopping right there. And then come kick some tires at Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340. That is uh, just down from Highway 84. And, of course, Ted Teague and his staff waiting to visit with you. If you got a question about a vehicle, it's 772-1000. That's 772-1000. It's Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Here's the play. Fourth down and goal from the one. Hand up. Run and left. Trying to get to the corner. He didn't get there. He didn't get there. He didn't get there. He stopped short. He had stopped short of the goal line. Bears hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. That was Desmond Jackson with the dive for the pylon. Sharon McVay kept him out. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Are you worried about losing your pet in the cracks in your yard? Or does it sound like walking on potato chips when you walk across your lawn? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. This heat and lack of rain is causing the soil beneath your foundation to shrink, leaving you with cracked walls, sticking doors, and a cranky spouse. But do not fear, the Foundation Doctor can help. We've been dealing with these soils for many years, and we know just how to get you back on the level. Foundation repair doesn't have to be scary, and with the doctor, it won't be. 
We have more repair options than anyone in town and we'll craft the right solution for you and your home. And if need be, we'll help you fish your chihuahua out of that crack in your yard. So give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand-new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's CampFempo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers edge the White Sox 3-2 to start that four-game series in Arlington. Game two tonight, you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Justin Verlander earned his 15th win in the Astros 6-0 victory over Cleveland. Game two of that series tonight in Cleveland. The District 9 All-Stars have completed pool play undefeated at the Little League Senior Softball World Series. They shut out Massachusetts 12-0 and play in the tournament quarterfinals tonight at 7. The Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament got underway in Waco yesterday with Mississippi, Oklahoma, Texas East, and Texas West winning first-round games. The tournament continues through the weekend at Norcross Stadium. The NFL preseason got underway with the Hall of Fame game. The Raiders beat the Jaguars 27-11. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. Eight forty-eight. We're a dozen minutes away from nine o'clock. Rangers continue their home stand with the Chicago White Sox tonight. We'll have the game at six thirty right here on ESPN Central Texas. The first pitch just after seven o'clock. They look to up win Game Two of this series as they continue to march towards that five hundred mark and. <laughs> And see, Ward's not even paying attention. I'm paying attention. I'm just ignoring it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, look, for, for three months, I was having a, I had him winning the American League West. Yeah, I know. Kind of conceded that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, hooray. What are the, what are the, I haven't looked at the standings. How many games are the Astros ahead? I, I bet it's 21. 20. Is it 21? I don't know. I bet Definitely. it's close. I bet it's close when you're 11 games under 500 and they're, I think them and the and the uh, Yankees have the two best records in the American League. The Rangers currently sit in third place, twenty one games, twenty one behind Houston. How about that? So you say there's a chance? No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, six thirty for the uh, pregame tonight, seven o'clock first pitch, and we've got it for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, are you a memorabilia guy? Yes. Let me throw this one at you. Honus Wagner card. 
Did you see this? I did not. A Honus Wagner card. By the way, Mr. Wagner's been deceased since 1955. Yeah, he's... yeah, he's Honus Wagner card uh, produced by the American Tobacco Company, by the way, sometime between 1909 and 1911. It sold yesterday. No, it sold Wednesday. Sorry. You ready? Mm-hmm. $7.25 million. Wow. In a private sales brokered by the Golden Sports Memorabilia Company. Somebody found that in a drawer. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> $7.25 million. Whew. I've told you this before. I've never understood the value of memorabilia. I mean, what, what, what? Because you have it and nobody else does. Is that what it is? I yeah. mean, is it simply that? Yeah, it is. I mean, and okay, so this Honus Wagner card, mm-hmm. the the person or group or whatever that, that made this purchase. I'm sure it's an individual. What do they do with it? Put it in a safety deposit box. It, that that's exactly right. It is not. I mean, it's not to be enjoyed. I mean, it, it's just. Oh, I'm sure it's in a, it's going to be in a trophy room, some in somebody's man cave, trophy room, whatever. That's not the. If he's paying that much for that card, yeah, that's not the only piece he has. No, I get that. I mean, so so it'll it'll be on display somewhere. Which begs the question: Why wouldn't like? You know, a a museum or something. I mean, I, I don't know for for mo- for a lot of people to enjoy it. I, I guess looking at it is an enjoyment. I see. I'm not a big memorabilia. I've told you that. What's the, what is the most valued memorabilia? And that's a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But what's the most valuable thing you have? What what means the very most to you? Oh wow. Um. Gosh, I have so many. My helmet signed by Roger Staubach means a lot. I, yeah, I could see that. Um, my Emmett Smith rookie card means a lot to me. Okay. Um, and my Nolan Ryan signed baseball means a lot to me. So there's there's that would three be huge for me. There's three that I have that that I really those those are the top three. I, I've got a picture with me and my family. With Nolan Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty cool. And I'll tell you when it was. It was one affiliate day. Mm-hmm. We we did the affiliate stuff. Uh, Colton wanted to go down on the field and, and play catch, and we did all that. And then they said, everybody go into the dugout. And as you went into the dugout, Nolan Ryan was standing there. I was like, whoa. Pretty cool. And we yeah. got a picture and all that kind of stuff. I've got that. I've got a Tom Landry autograph. He, he, he autographed a... Uh, a program from the uh, Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Right, that be that would be pretty special. And I got a I got a little football sitting on my desk signed by Everson Walls. I'm not a big memorabilia guy. I got some baseballs, you know, like this is the first baseball from uh, when I did, you know, some games on the West Coast and that kind of stuff. I and I, I, I believe it or not, I I and I don't even remember who it was. I got a random foul ball at at the ballpark in Arlington. The old ball mm-hmm. ballpark we like, uh, the temple. Yeah, I, I got a few things like, but for the most part, I'm not that guy. I don't have a I, you know, I've I don't a, have a shrine going. 
I have a bunch of it, and it's and all it's all For in my kind of my, reason. my little man cave. Do you are you a memorabilia guy? I have a couple of ones that I really like. I have a uh, I have a signed a picture of Rusty Greer signed by Rusty Greer. I have he couldn't play, <laughs> and I also have a uh, a signed like little replica helmet, an A and M one signed by Johnny Manziel. I have that one, and then um oh. Just slipped my mind. I just have one, but I, we, we, those are the big ones. Yeah, we should have got into that today. Your your most memorable artifact that you have. The, yeah, the it's another picture of Sammy Sosa signed by him as well. That's what that's what the other one was. I was trying to think of the player, but it's Sammy Sosa. Sammy was he in a Ranger uniform mm-hmm. or, or a Cubs uniform? It was a Rangers uniform. Gotcha. All right. He couldn't play, so the Rangers had to get rid of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but seven point two five million dollars. Wow, for a trading card. Mm. Do you remember going to the store? The oh, yeah. in, in, in what was it? A quarter, and you got the the. the I love the gum. Yeah, I, I the gum was terrific. Boxes and boxes, probably thirty shoe boxes full of trading cards. Yeah, in the top of my closet when I went off. Even when I went off to college, and when I came back, they were in trash, weren't they? No, they no. went in the garage sale. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I got tired of mine and just threw them away. Taking up room I, in the closet. Since then, I started another collection. I've got probably three or four crates full of trading cards. Do you ever, ever get them out and look at them? No, they're in a storeroom. Then why do you have them? Someday that's going to put my grandkids through school. <laughs> you think? <laughs> sell it for seven point four billion dollars. <laughs> I, you know, and again, I know that there's there for a lot of people. There's a handful of them that I have, like my the rookie card from Emmitt Smith mm-hmm. and Troy Aikman's. I don't have his rookie, but I have his right. second year card. And there's several that I have that are in plastic sleeves that are out. But for the most part, there's just couple of crates full of them and i know it's not just sports i mean there's people who love star wars memorabilia yeah. and, and about pokemon and pokemon yeah absolutely i, I got some pokemon cards i bet you do yes, I, I do. money I, I, yeah yep. but i mean and, and and it's it's a big big industry mm-hmm. uh you know but i i kind of like what you were talking about uh, sign footballs sign helmets yeah. things you know uh i got a couple of signed baseballs and i've you know but for the most part, not not just a ton of stuff. But I, I could see that it's the trading card thing that that always got me because you put them in plastic, then you go like you said, you you store them. Yeah, they're stored for the most part. I mean, again, there's a handful that I have out, but yeah. most of them are stored. All right, big weekend plans. Just uh, doing a little work you know, <laughs> to uh, catch a little football practice. How about you? Big weekend plans? Uh, You're going to the Ranger game, aren't you? uh, Saturday, yes. And some buddies are coming down from College Station. I'm going to get to see them as well. Coming up, by the way. Yeah, they'd be coming up. They're not coming down. Or coming down. Are you you directionally challenged? I I suppose so. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Because you're not coming uh, coming down from College Station. All right. uh, I I don't have anything on the agenda. And I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. That'll change. Yeah, I'm sure it will. But I got the yard work done, brother. Mm-hmm. That's done. Now the honeydews. Yeah, that's in the books. All right, John Morris is coming up at three. Matt's at four. We'll see you Monday morning at seven. Have yourself a great weekend.